0: Hello, fun, fearless, and beautiful women. Thank you for joining me in a brand new episode of Unstoppable. I'm your host, Nidhi, and in this podcast, we discuss matters close to a woman's heart. The purpose of this podcast is to bring you facts and research, interwoven with stories and poetry. The idea is to change the narrative around those important issues that affect women. In my first episode i discussed premature gray hair and why i chose to keep my look natural in the broader sense this was connected to body positivity and accepting our imperfections in today's episode we discuss the often unspoken subject of family care work which is mostly done by you guessed it mothers did you know that globally women devote on average, two and a half times more time than men do to family responsibilities. And in developing countries, this number goes up to 10 times more. In India, for instance, if a mother is spending 10 hours for doing family care work, the husband would actually devote just one hour. And if most of our time and energy is devoted to unpaid work, it is little surprise that we are unable to focus on ourselves to upgrade our skills and be gainfully employed. In other words, mothers are time poor. But before diving into our story, I wanted to update you that going forward the language of this podcast is going to be English. Occasionally, however, I would release a bonus episode in my native language Hindi to stay true to my roots. So. Motherhood is one of the most important and probably the longest lasting chapter in a woman's journey. I feel when we become a mother, we add a new gene in our DNA, the mommy gene, which slowly grows and takes a shape and form of its own. It becomes part of our identity, existence, purpose and contribution. And we wear it like our skin, integral part of our body. I always wanted to become a mom but never aspired to be a housewife because only heavens and my family know that I'm no goddess when it comes to the domestic department. In fact, I detested the idea of being a homemaker whenever my father suggested that I could grow up to be one. And several years later, I find myself drowning in a sea of dirty laundry and I wonder how I ended up here. It's not that I shrink away from hard work, As mothers, we are capable of hard work and perseverance required to make things happen. Work occupies an important role in our lives. From the time we wake up and until we hit the sack, we are involved in some form of work. But often we associate work with financial reward to make it more meaningful and valuable. Society undervalues and takes for granted the unpaid care work that mothers do. And I dare say we undervalue ourselves too. If someone was to ask me, what do I do? I often wish that I had a better answer than saying, "Mm, homemaker. According to the international NGO, Make Mothers Matter, it is estimated that the unpaid care work accounts for 10 to 39% of GDP. 10 to 39%. Let that numbers soak in for a while. That's a significant number. But still, our contribution remains invisible, unrecognized and unacknowledged by governments, policymakers, society, our social support systems. When was the last time you heard that government offered support programs so that mums can rejoin workforce? Why aren't the social support systems designed to propel women Free up their time so that they can pursue their dreams? When will our spouses wholeheartedly share the household and parenting duties so that we can focus on our purpose? These are tough questions, and this is exactly how our bright, educated, and dedicated mother, Samira, is feeling today. She's torn between her family responsibilities and starting a new venture. Would she get the support she desires, or would she need to put her family first yet again? Let's find out. It's Monday, 3.30am. The alarm bell rings and Samira wakes up, carefully lifting the small legs and hands wrapped around her before slowly crawling out of bed. Samira has organized public speaking workshops for teens and needs to work on her presentation. Now based in a new country where her previous work experience is gathering dust, She's trying to reinvent herself. She sips a glass of warm water while her mind is buzzing with all that needs to be done. Before the house wakes up, Go breakfast, lunch, workshop preparations, yoga, meditations, and, and, ah, she sighs. As she settles to meditate, the voices in her head start bubbling. Who are you to teach these kids? You aren't even a teacher and you think this can be an alternate career path? You will forever be stuck in your old habits. These doubts cloud the mirror of her consciousness and accompany her like a shadow. She reminds herself of her accomplishments. National level debater, Miss India finalist, master from a prestigious university, a research fellowship from US Department of State. For years now, She traded her high heels to be a mother and watched her peers finish their PhDs, work in international organization and still look in top form. Just then, the meditation bell rings and she's roused from her rumination. Samira opens her laptop and rushes to the kitchen to boil the chole, also called chickpeas. Slowly, as the pressure in the pot builds, Samira also finds herself settling into a creative flow, reorganizing her PowerPoint, selecting games to break the monotony of a workshop, icebreakers, video content, and suddenly all seems to be falling in place. Next time Samira glances at the time on her computer screen, it is already 6am. She rolls out her yoga mat and a thought crosses her mind. Let me put the tadka to cook. It would be ready by the time I finish yoga. Tarka, or tempering, usually with garlic, ginger, tomatoes, and spices, is the foundation of an aromatic curry. Her kitchen sink is full of dishes, but she ignores them and continues to grind onion, tomato, garlic, and ginger for the tarka. She puts the puree to cook, adding spices, and then she steps on the mat and turns on an audiobook enjoying the stretches and the rhythmic breathing that soothes her mind and soul. Slowly, the sun is creeping out of the darkness and her family is rising from their slumber. She steps back in the kitchen to check on her tadka, while Siddharth, Samira's husband, is loading the dishwasher. She says, Sid, the workshops are fully subscribed. Earlier I thought Neil and Sia could be my little helpers, but now it seems difficult. Siddharth, who's still groggy from sleep, mumbles, Okay. Samira, not willing to let the opportunity pass, continues, Neil is keen on assisting me with the workshop. Maybe he can help in distributing materials, etc. But Sia, she's still recovering from flu. It is best she doesn't mingle with the other kids. But I can't leave her unattended, can I? What if she needs help? Samira was hoping that Siddharth would offer to work from home and take charge of the kids. But he sharply retorted. Stop rubbing it in. We'll talk about it later. Samira, taken aback by his inconsideration and tone of voice, snaps back. You always say that you'll support me, but in reality, you give zero support. Siddharth, dropping the dirty plate back in the sink, reacts. Don't keep saying zero support, zero support. When have I not supported you? I clean the house, I clean the dishes, I organize the living room when yoga is going to happen for your friends. If I stop all this, then you will realize. Samira storms out of the kitchen. Kids who are on the table having breakfast come to the kitchen. The little girl walks in the kitchen and says, Why is mommy so angry with you? Outside, Neil's voice echoes. Just say sorry first and then talk to her. Siddharth is struggling to finish the dishes as well as answer their question. Neil continues. Has mama packed the snack? Samira yells from her room. There is no need for snack. You never finish it anyways. Sia approaches Siddharth. Papa, who's going to tie my hair today? Siddharth scrambles to find a comb and starts to work on her hair. Later during the day, Samira calls a few friends to get contacts with reliable babysitters. She gets in touch with a babysitter who sounds pleasing and responsible. Meanwhile, Siddharth also applies for leave. Later that evening, the doorbell rings. But Samira is not responding. She knows it's Siddharth. Kids run to greet him and hug him at the door. He's standing with a bouquet of white flowers. Samira calls the kids back to the table and sits down to eat as well. Samira does not offer him a glass of water like she usually does. Then Siddharth comes to her with the flowers and says, Hello, I'm sorry. Samira ignores him as the awkward silence lingers on. He continues, Today you didn't give me lunch, right? Then he pauses, as if choosing his words carefully. In the morning I had just woken up, I did not know if I could get leave and that's why I did not commit. I managed to get it though. Samira responds calmly. Sid, you remember the countless times when things are weighing on your mind and I listened to you patiently and endlessly. The time when you had an offer to move to Boston and I was ready despite being pregnant. Ready to go to Boston winters of minus 20 degrees? We spoke about housing, cost of living, schooling, gun violence, taxes, but you never once thought how I would cope with a newborn in middle of Boston winters and migrate and settle in. Once you express a desire, a direction, it is as if my entire being works to make that happen. I was constantly researching, joining my uni's alumni network in Boston, reconnecting with lost friends who had moved to US, joining Facebook groups for Boston mums, making Excel sheet of expected cost of living, and then we didn't even go. Did I for once express my dismay at the lost cause, and you lost your cool in one morning? especially when I was caught between taking care of a sick child and running my workshop. Sometimes one single sentence connects all disjoint threads that occurred in the past and shines a light in a dark room where I see you sitting with your entitled self. Since moving here, I've been telling you that I feel something is missing in my life, as if I'm lost But just when I'm starting something new in this unfamiliar country and I need your guidance just because I'm full of self-doubt, you tell me we'll talk later. Even for your small decisions, I listen, I evaluate and I contribute. Do I ever say, stop bothering me? Every few years, I'm supposed to rise like a phoenix in a new environment, in a new role with more demands on my time. And if I walk away, I stand a chance to be me. But I choose to stay and be your shadow because I love you. Support is unconditional and until the last mile, I think it's about time that I received that kind of unconditional support from you. Before I leave you, I would like you to know that thanks to the work of organizations such as Make Mother Matter and UN Women, unpaid family care work is now recognized as a human rights issue. It's also part of the Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs as they are popularly called, and it's adopted by all United Nations Member States. And I think it's about time. Time to recognize and value the unconditional support rendered by mothers and realize that that is the foundation that sustains the paid work and without it, it's impossible to imagine paid work happening and hence an economy progressing. So mothers are the core of any economy. So next time anyone asks you what do you do at home all day, just sit them down and calmly download all these facts and let them process it for a while. I would love to hear your motherhood stories. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is GetRealAma. Ama is spelled as A-M-M-A. That's a traditional way how a mother is called in some parts of India. GetRealAma. Or you can subscribe to my podcast and leave a rating. That would be highly appreciated. Please get in touch, share your story, and I would like to share it with others if that's okay with you. Until next time, my friends, be unstoppable.